Welcome to the Make You Famous podcast, where host Jeffrey Goldsmith talks with guests about fame and how to achieve it. I'm your host, Jeffrey Goldsmith, and check out the book at makeyoufamous.co. Bobby Edwards is the CEO and co-founder of Squatty Potty, the device that goes under your feet while sitting on the toilet that helps with constipation. The device made it onto Shark Tank, but achieved fame with the most viral video ever featuring unicorns who poo rainbow soft serve. Lately, Bobby has been featured in the news because they had to drop Kathy Griffin, who was featured in their newer videos. Welcome, Bobby. Hello, Jeff. How you doing? Hey. Hey, good. good. Nice to meet you. Um, so let's good to be get here. The, yeah, let, let's get the, 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 the big, you know, uh, congratulations on your success, but let, let's get the elephant out of the room first. Kathy Griffin, how did yeah. you, you know... I'm sorry. I didn't even get to see those videos because I wasn't following it. Well, you know, that's a shame. I mean, how do you I? Yeah. Do you want to, you want to well, comment on you know, that? Well, you know, we're in the business to help people poop better and we, and everyone poops. So we've, we've used a lot of different techniques and a lot of different people to help us with that. A lot of different influencers. And, you know, early on it was, you know, people that we could reach that were very accessible, like, you know, mommy bloggers and paleo bloggers. And as we moved and, and grew, we were able to, you know, find influencers with greater reach and we, you know, reached to Howard Stern. We've also used, you may or may not know, Dr. Laura. We've used Glenn Beck. And I wanted to specifically target a, a, a certain demo. And that's women, 35 to 55 year old. And also, she's a, you know, leader in the gay community as well. So I was looking for, you know, someone that we could use and within our budget. And she came up and she did a great, great job on the spot. Um, you know, it was, it was, the concept was full of shit. You know, <laughs> everyone's full of it because we're not pooping correctly. And, uh, you know, this body party helps that. And she carried the, the script really well. It was a funny spot. And then, of course, the controversy happens. And, you know, like I said, we're, we're, we're not in the business of politics. We're not the men and Jerry's of poop stools. We're, we're just, we're really just trying to help people poop better. And the controversy happened and we got so much negative feedback that we just had to pull the spot completely. And, uh, and then we got some press on that. So it's kind of funny how, uh, things work out, but, um, you know, unfortunately I, we did, you know, spend a little bit, quite a bit of money on that and we had to pull it. So I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head going, well, that was kind of a mistake. <laughs> maybe not, maybe don't choose political people when you're trying to sell a poop stool. <laughs> It, it, it's hard to know in this climate who's going to end up being political. You know, I mean, P.T. Yeah. Barnum said, you know, no press is bad press. And um, yeah, it, it's good. I mean, you, you end up sounding like an uh, uh, equanimous person, you know, who's just yeah. you know, trying to help people rather than be political. So in a way, being neutral is a good thing. Um, I think that's a positive in our culture right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everyone is. We're the real. The makeup of Squatty Potty is interesting. You know, it's my parents. They're Mormon, you know, really traditional Mormon family. There's me and my husband. <laughs> don't, don't fall into a different category than that. But, and then within our office, you know, we have immigrants. We have um, Mormons. And, you know, we're in Utah. So there's this weird dynamic here. And um, so we, we just really like to, we all have ideas and we like to reach out to everyone. So we all... I kind of just let people have their long leash and let them go what they want to. And the Kathy Griffin, you know, came up and I, I think she's funny. I'm a fan. So, you know, you know, why not? And, 
and then you, you, you know, we're all just doing what we think we is right, and then you know you you realize sometimes you make mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> you make expensive mistakes. Yeah, yeah. So well, but it wasn't a mistake to um, you. You mentioned Ben and Jerry's a little earlier, but we can we can get back yeah. to that in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Tell me yeah. about the the inception of this. I mean, I I, I read that you know your mom like a lot of people your mom had yeah. trouble pooping. And so yeah. how did you know that that was a problem to be solved? I mean, that's, that's what they say in business, you know, find a problem to be solved and <laughs> you have a legit business. How, how did you know? Yeah. Well, so, you know, it's one of those kind of like alternative health things that people had been talking about, but it was always on the, it was always on the, you know, hoogie woogie, you know, alternative health sites, right. Of, of like things that will cure your, your problems of, you know, I don't know. It, and it kind of sounded like internet quackery, but there was, there was some buzz about proper uh, toilet posture and how anatomically we're designed to squat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, um, that when we deviated from that posture in the mid 1800s, that's when a lot of the other colon problems started happening and people were just kind of attributing it to our change in diet, which I think is part of the problem, but, but the anatomic part kind of made sense to me. And when my mom was telling me, you know, <laughs> over dinner one night with my dad, my dad was there. Um, we were talking about her poop problems. You know, she was miserable. She couldn't go on a, on a, she could, she was um, avoiding traveling and avoiding trips because when she'd leave that, you know, she'd leave, she'd become so constipated, she'd be miserable. So she was, uh, and I said, you know, have you heard about like the anatomy? Cause she tried everything. She tried, you know, powders and potions and those just made it you know more uncomfortable or didn't really help and so we started talking about the toilet posture thing and uh she's like i'm like so i have friends actually that that actually climb up on the toilet and squat and they actually you know squat she goes i can't i can't squat when i going to go go in the backyard because <laughs> i can't do it over my toilet mm-hmm. so that's kind of when we came up with the idea of kind of creating a platform around the base of the toilet so she could achieve that posture. And uh, so she just started, actually, she started using a, a, a regular stool. And the stool worked. It, like, it really kind of helped her. But she's like, but it's not, it's not ergonomic and it's not super comfortable. So what I want you to do to the stool is this, this, and this. So I kind of sketched it out and we changed the shape of the stool to make it fit around the toilet to make it more anatomically, you know, more mimic a natural squat. And it was like three or four weeks working on this project, and it, and and it and it worked. And she was like, "This is it. This is my. This is like changes my life, really." So you see, your and mom was so, your beta tester. You know, that's, that's mom crazy. was it, yeah. Mom was the one. And I knew that the concept was out there. I knew cause there, there was nothing out there. I mean, there were people talking about the concept, but there was nothing available, right? You look at Amazon. You do the usual search for something that you need, and if it's not there, and you're like, hmm. You know, it's kind of like, but people are talking about it, and most people are talking about just climbing up on their toilet and squatting. And we knew that most people with this issue in their 60s couldn't do that. That's only, you know, people that are healthy and agile can do that, but not not the majority of Americans, but that's for sure. Right, <laughs> so, right. um, so we just created the solution to that problem, and then we went out to like let people know and, and, and educate people that this is a, this is a solution. This is a, you know, if you have a problem, this is a solution. Even if you don't have a problem, this is a solution. That's what it's become. 
it's become something that millennials are using to avoid problems or that, you know, people of all ages are buying because they just want to have a better elimination. And that's what the squatty potty is. It, it, it's a more complete one and done, even if you're not constipated, right? It's, it's something that... If you pitch it as preventative, then yeah, then, then you even have a bigger market, right? So. Right. That's, that's true. Yeah. And um, so it's not... And it, but, but I guess my other point is it's also not just preventative, which we do use in our marketing as well. Mm-hmm. But another one, and, and Howard Stern nailed it, because he's like, he was the perfect spokesperson because he could really get to the point and be as graphic as he wanted to be. But, um, and his audience just loved it was that he was like, you know, I just love the way I feel after I use the squatty potty. When I go in the bathroom and there's not a squatty potty, I'm sad. When I go in the bathroom and there's a squatty potty, I'm happy because I know it's going to be that nice feeling of a complete elimination. <laughs> in his own words. He didn't use those words, right? He's like, it's the best shit I ever had. <laughs> Yeah, I, I anyway. can imagine the the word to use. So, but but getting this. So, I in my notes, I you know I, I saw that you had to invest. You know, and this this isn't. It probably doesn't seem like a lot of money to you now, but yeah, a priori, a lot of people want to start little businesses, and you you know right. you had to shell out. I think this is correct. Thirty five thousand dollars to produce right. you know, to, to get this started. I mean, how yeah. did it? How do people get the courage to do that? Or, 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 or what did you have to do to know that that was a good decision? Yeah. So we figured that for that, we could at least build a website, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then get enough push behind the website, get all the trademarking, et cetera, et cetera, that you would need. And by then we were, we were also just making them by hand and by wood. So one at a time. Um, so we wouldn't be, we could, we could, we actually had my neighbor make them. <laughs> he had a wood shop, a CNC machine, and he could, he could pump them out for us. So we put in an order for like a, a, a couple dozen and he would make them and we would pay them for them. And we just kind of bootstrapped it from there, from the 35,000. But that, that kind of built us the website, got us the, um, you know, the legal stuff that we needed, the URL, the trademarking and all that stuff. And then an, an initial push to reach out to influencers and and Mark and other people to help us sell the product. So, I mean, that was really bootstrapping. You know, we had to invest a little bit more after that initial thirty-five grand into when we moved into making plastic injection molding process. Right. You know, we we had to invest more into that. So we pulled a little more money in, but we really essentially grew it from nothing. And uh, which is, you know, it's all it's an all American you know, dream story. It's, it's, it's crazy that that really happened with this product, but um, it, the mom is poop still, but it did. <laughs> it's amazing. So when, and you, when you ordered that initial run from China, I know they have minimum yeah. for 2000, oh right? Did you have to go to China or did you just trust, okay, it's going to come back okay? Yeah, excuse me, no. So we, um, we just had to, we just trusted, you know, we, 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 we had a sourcer, you know, we live in Utah where there's, there's always there's an influx of all these Mormons that go that been to China on their mission or something. So they they have connections there. So you you know we knew somebody who knew somebody who um, you know was in plastic injections in China. And we had the, we just sent the drawing over and they like four you know four months later we got they built the mold and we got it we got samples right. of the first yes. plastic one. Uh, and I ordered two thousand strolls, which is like a half a half a container. 
you know, like a, tw- like a 20 foot container. Mm-hmm. And they, they arrived in St. George, Utah. And I, and I was, hot, you know, it's like a hot summer day in the middle of July. And we were unloading them into this storage unit that I had rented just for these stools. And I thought, I'm never going to sell these. These are, how am I ever going to sell this many stools? This is like, right. I'm selling, you know, six or seven a day. And I figured, you know, <laughs> and uh, anyway, that's, that's, that's the story. <laughs> so, I mean, part of how you did, so when did you get on the Shark Tank? I mean, that, was that before you got the 2000 or after? Um, that was after. So right. we had, um, so there's the answer. Funny right? thing is, yeah, so, you know, we had been reaching out to a lot of different alternative health bloggers and writers. And about a month after we um, got that 2000, you know, unit plastic stool in, uh, we got a call from Dr. Oz, from, like, you know, a, um, a producer on Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. I thought she called and my dad answered and she said, you know, this is Fiona Wozniak. I'm the producer at, at Dr. Oz and, and I'd like to put you on, you know, the squatty party on the show. And my dad was like, yeah, and I'm President Obama. I just, <laughs> he didn't believe, he thought it was a prank call. He really did. Right. And because we, you know, we like to tease each other. We do prank phone calls in our family all the time. He thought it was one of my brothers or sisters or somebody, you know, just a friend. He didn't, he didn't think it was real. And he goes, she goes, no, I really, we, we, I've been using this squatty potty. It was recommended to me by a vegan blogger that I like. And I don't want to put it on the show. And that's when we went, you know, and it was so, so we, so we had that kind of, a few, press hits before Shark Tank and actually Howard Stern started talking about it before um, Shark Tank as well. Yeah, Howard Stern does seem like the constipated type. (laughs) 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 He's not afraid to talk about bowel movements. Let's just say that. So that's what made him, and he has a huge following. People don't know, you know, he, there's 25 million listeners on Sirius XM at any time, you know, that, that are following Howard Stern. That's after they all listen at once, but he's got a huge following. Yeah. So, but but that there's a lesson in this for everyone who's listening is that you know con- continually reaching out to press and to bloggers. The yeah. you know a vegan blogger gave it to Fiona Wozniak, who's a producer <laughs> on Doctor Oz. She called up. Your dad didn't believe it, but it was true. It's like yeah. It's like that. Yeah, you never know of, where you know, it's going to happen. And exactly. you know, and you know and that. Is, that, you know, that, I think that's what really was our initial, that, that's what got the ball rolling, was that, that three dozen stools that I had made for influencers and bloggers, and, you know, it, it was a big expense. It seemed like a big expense, because we had to, to ship them was like, to ship a squatty potty, it was a big wooden stool, and it was like, you know, $18, and we had to, and I, and I had about three dozen of them made. And, and then our, our, our costs on the stools were about $25. And at the time, you know, so it seemed like the big, yeah. My mom yeah. was like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, we need to get this into the people that, are talk, that will talk about it. Yep. And, um, and that, was I the face, big, that kind of really got the ball rolling. Yeah, I faced this too a little bit. You know, it's like I, I just published this book. And so getting that out, you know, a, a guy from BuzzFeed just asked for it, uh, a guy from Huffington Post. And so I send it off, but every time I do it, it costs yeah. me money. And it's like, yeah. you, you worry, you're just, there's this saying in direct marketing that you feel you, you, you're throwing money out the window and you hope more comes back in than you threw out. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of yeah. what it's like. Yeah. 
and they could have hated the school. Like I was, that's, that was our biggest fear, right? And I, we, I guess we, we believed in enough to know that it worked for enough people that it would, there was some kind of market out there, but there were a lot of my friends and, and people that tried it and were like, meh. You know, I don't want but, this thing around my toilet. I don't, this thing is ridiculous. Well, it, it's odd to look at until you get used to it, but, but this is a classic yeah. childhood fear or, or human fear of rejection. It's like, right. you know, this is like, you know, you're, you know, I have kids and I remember one of my sons saying, you know, so-and-so doesn't like me. And I said, but you know, tomorrow he might. And, yeah. you know, the next day my son said, you're right. That's that. true. It's like it's it turns totally, around. Yeah. So people see, I've see, I, when I first saw the Squatty Potty, I was like, what in God's name? But now it's like, I get it. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, and it was, I, it was extremely hard, you know, six years ago when we first got this started, mm-hmm. we got a lot of rejection. Like, you know, yeah. it was, it was, um, <laughs> pretty, it was pretty difficult to, you know, but, like, you know, but in the same breath, we got so much accepted. So it's like, it, but my fear was always like, people are going to want to put this thing in their bathroom. This is like changing something that they've been doing for their whole life. Right. Changing and especially if you're asking them to put this thing around their toilet that right. their friends and family are going to see. Yep. And so, you know, how do you make this something that's socially acceptable yep. and cool and fun? Yep. And that's, so where, speak, that's kind speaking, of. <laughs> so speaking of cool and fun, the, the unicorn ad. <laughs> so right. I, I saw that, and as soon as I did, I thought these guys are going to be gazillionaires. <laughs> so I mean, I used to work in advertising. I've made all kinds of ads. Yeah. Uh, I was a creative guy. Yeah. Um, but that ad is genius. So tell me, you know, and for anybody who hasn't seen it, search for unicorn squatty potty YouTube and watch. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, it was. Um... It How was, did that happen? It won the it won the Webby that year, which is the you know the oh. Academy Awards of the Internet. So exactly. it was popular. Okay. <laughs> it was a pretty popular 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 ad. Um, it was actually I you know I can't I can take credit for giving the green light to it, but I can't take credit for creating it. Right. Um, you know, did create, I did I, I didn't even research it, research out. Was it an agency? Is it a, sure. a small team? Who yeah, it's it? a small marketing team out of Provo, Utah. They're called the Harmon Brothers. And they had done a couple, um, they, they, so we, we were, they were on our radar because my mom's cousin invented this tongue scraper called the aura, um, aura brush. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, it, it, it kind of uh, scrapes your tongue and Jeffrey Harmon had started out marketing this aura brush for my, my cousin, my mom's cousin. And it was, did it really successful? He, he was the one that like, he got this thing into Walmart because of his YouTube ads. So they used this, they kind of trademarked this term as seen on YouTube. And they created this a kind of a big following around this simple tongue brush. So they were, he was on my radar, right? This, this marketing team of how they marketed kind of a random project product that, <laughs> you know, but they did it in a way that they got enough followers to, to get it into Walmart, which I thought was really cool. And, and also, you know, sell millions of dollars of, of a product. And he, and he, so he was on my radar. And when we first went to him, you know, with this idea of the squatty party and, and, uh, and what, you know, concepts on how to sell this product, um, how do we educate and entertain with, um, you know, about a product that helps you poop better. <laughs> 
And uh, they um, came back to me with, you know, um, kind of a, a bid on, without any ideas, but just a bid on what it would cost. And it was like $200,000 or something. And I just seemed like, you know, well, a lot, it was a lot of money. And I said, well, you know, one of these days when we can afford you guys, I'll use you guys. And then they had been, you know, thinking about it too. And um, about a year later, um, we got back in touch with them. Um, we had gotten the money from Shark Tank. So we had a little bit of money um, and a little publicity. So I was like, finally, we can afford you guys. And they're like, oh, by the way, we have been thinking about this product nonstop. And we have the best idea. And they pitched the unicorn and the ice cream. <laughs> and and I was a little, the call was a little quiet because I, I got the unicorn and I, but I just couldn't quite, you know, get everyone on our squatty potty team on board with this concept. It was, they were like, whoa, we're a health product. We're not a novelty, first of all. We've gained all this, you know, earned, spend all this time trying to gain credibility about a product. And this will totally throw that all down the toilet. What was the offensive part? Was it, I mean, what was the most shocking part of it? Was it feeding soft serve? It was, it was, it was just the unicorn pooping. It was, it was kind of this like using a mystical, magical unicorn to sell. And now it seems so real. It seems like the perfect fit. But at the time, it was very scary because, like I said, we had built this credibility of being a, a product that actually really worked. And then, and in fact, three or four times in the video, we say, yes, this is a real product. And yes, it really works. Right. And that was written as a script because I didn't want people to think that this was like some you know, novelty, which well, it well, is a, as well. A joke, a joke ad like they used to do on Yeah, Saturday a joke Live. ad, exactly. But, but they it actually, was so funny and so out there that it, was, it yeah. made it seem like it, this isn't a real product. Right, right. Well, it, it, in fact, I thought that when I first saw it. And, you know, but they do something, though, that's a classic Procter & Gamble um, device. They, they do an RTB, an, a reason to believe. You know when you see a terror commercial yeah, and yeah. the molecules bond to the blah, blah, blah? Well, they do yep. this thing where the colon straightens out, you know, and, and it's, yeah. it's a reason to believe that this actually works. So it, it's yeah. very well done. Um, yeah, they do and that's right embedded thing. four or five times in the commercial. Right, right. I know. Unkinked. Unkinked. In fact, the prince says it, it like. <laughs> it, exactly. Yeah. A friend of mine was yeah. responsible for, an old mentor, was responsible for the early Drano ads where they show sure. side by side the. Look, Drino works, and and that it, it's quite a similar thing. Oddly, um, yeah, yeah, it's similar. It's funny, it, huh? <laughs> yeah, it, it, the whole thing is well. Yeah. Life is, you know, it's more and more interesting. You know, as as things fragment into <laughs> weirder particles. Um, yeah, you know. So, do you uh, do you have advice for other? I mean, we've covered a lot of stuff that I think other entrepreneurs yeah. might be interested in. Um, I don't know. Advice. You know, that's always my, always when I, I, you know, so there's so much out there, right? There's so much information out there about how to make your product be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think one of the, one of the things that, one of the models that we use at Squatty Potty is, um, you know, before we, um, before we went big, before we, um, you know, 
before it went kind of, you know, we had a product that we had kind of pretty much nailed. Like we had, we had, we had kind of the messaging down. We kind of had, you know, the product down. It was ready to go. So that when, when we, when Dr. Oz called, it was ready. Like we had nailed everything. We had pretty much everything ready to go. And when Howard Stone talked about it, it was ready. So when the scale, when it, when it, when it was time to scale, we could do it very quickly. Um, I think that's important, right? Like right. if we had been unprepared and, and, and Dr. Oz called, it could have been, you know, disaster or we've been unprepared. And, and, uh, so, so some, a lot of people, I'll just to put it in perspective, a lot of people put things on quick start, Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, they'll put it on too early. And by the time they get their product ready and out, and I've seen this happen hundreds of times with all the, you know, different products, there's, before they get their product out, there's 20 knockoffs on Amazon. Right. So you kind of have everything, have to have everything nailed before you go and go out there to scale it. So it's kind of like the nail of the scale model. That's, you know, that's a little bit, of, at least with a, with a, with a manufactured product. And, and, uh, when we're, when we're, we're releasing new products now, um, I just want to make sure the product's ready to scale before we release it. We, right. we you know, made, made a few, few mistakes on some of our products because they weren't ready. And then, um, you know, we've suffered. So Yeah, that, that, that's very good. You often hear people giving product development advice in this kind of context. But that's, yeah. that's it's all true. So tell me, so you do have one product. My last question should be, it's a little a bit of levity, but tell me about Dookie. I mean, yeah. this is interesting. You have a plush toy <laughs> unicorn that poops. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I it, it, like, you know, you never know what the market will demand. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're, we're opportunistic. <laughs> and I, you know, um, and, you know, he's um, become pretty popular and probably as more famous than me <laughs> or any of us. So, um, you know, um, people like him. He's cute. He's funny. And uh, you know, he was the star of the commercial. And so we're, um, you know, we filed that under the merchandise category of our website. Right. <laughs> so, um, and we sell a lot of this little stuff, Disney. And he puts ice cream, which is cute. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's funny. You you said he's more famous than me. And there's a chapter in my book about creating a character that could become more famous than you. A a friend of mine named Rob Regger created Emily the Strange. And nobody knows Rob Regger, but everybody knows Emily the Strange. Well, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin, except Satoshi Nakamoto doesn't exist. And, you know, Tweety Bird and so on. You know, I, I know the inventor of Tweety Bird's daughter. And people don't know about Bob Clampett so much, but so Dookie, now that you mention it, I mean, you could go to CAA in LA and say, Dookie can be in movies. <laughs> right. Or Amazon Studios, for, for example. Yeah. No, we have requests for licensing and for uh, game, you know, video game usage and other oh my other God. things that we're we're trying to figure out what to do with Dookie. <laughs> <laughs> what to do with Dookie? Okay, so perhaps yeah. we could we could end it with that and and in a couple of years have a follow up, a Dookie yeah. reprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, my favorite line in the in the in the in the in the 
commercial, the unicorn commercial is the, is the um, Squatty Potty um, haiku, which is, you oh. know, oh, Squatty Potty, you fill me with, oh my goodness, you fill me with, but if you fill me with great joy, yet leave me empty. <laughs> I remember that. Hey, you know what's odd, Bobby, is that I wrote a book, 12 years ago, I did a book called Cafe Haiku. I should send yeah. you a copy of it. So that book, I got a ton of press around, but nobody, it, it didn't sell well because it's a cute book and nobody needed it. Fame, on the other hand, yeah. I think a billion people want for various reasons, be it for career, for, for you know, they want the lifestyle, they, they want to do good in the world. But haiku, <laughs> it's all, it, it's it's it, it's it's a, it's just too ephemeral, you know. But uh, but I, I loved that when I read it. I completely forgot you had a haiku associated with that. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, 